You're listening to episode 71 of the Broken Glass Podcast, creating and utilizing industry relationships to grow your career with Tiffany Sayers. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. Today, I have Tiffany Sayers with me. She is an artist and songwriter hailing from Northern California. So welcome to the podcast, Tiffany. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am. I'm excited to have you here too. Um, I know you, you know, you're from California, which is where I actually lived until about like a month ago. Um, And I was like talking to people who are, you know, kind of familiar with, uh, you know, I know you've performed at some of the venues I'm familiar with and uh, I always feel like I have a connection with people. So let's, uh, let's just dive right into this and, um, you know, tell us a little about yourself, what you're doing right now, and we'll just get the conversation going. Awesome. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm an artist and top line songwriter. I currently live in Los Angeles. I just released a new single on Thursday called Tripping Over You. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I have another one releasing on March 11th called My Body Knows. So super excited about those. I've also recently connected with a talented guitarist, Michael Cole, and he and I are going to start rehearsing for virtual virtual performances right now. So that's kind of what I'm up to. And that's the way things are going right now. I was going to ask how um, how you've been able to, I guess, shift to, to being online, especially since, um, you know, Los Angeles is pretty locked down. Like there's nothing happening right now at all in L.A. Yeah, I know. It's sad and just trying to work around it. You know, um, we've talked and we've talked about, you know, both being regularly tested, COVID tested. So when we don't do go to rehearsals, you know, wear masks be tested, everything's safe. So it doesn't kind of stop the productivity. And then of course, you know, since we can't perform live, um, virtual performances are the thing right now. So I need to hop on that train. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, um, you know, I, I left LA last month, um, to, I'm actually in Arizona right now. Um, temporarily, I hope to come back because I loved LA and I loved, you know, going out to shows and, and all that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was so hard. It's like, I was thinking back, I'm like the last time I went to a live performance, it was probably March. It was, I think it was like the week before everything shut down. Yeah. And so now I'm getting, you know, on Facebook and Instagram where they give you like your memories oh. and I started to get all those, like, yeah, you were at Nam last, this time last year, you were at a show and I'm like, oh, getting okay. sad. Yeah, like, okay. At first I was okay with it. Cause it's like, you know, I'll live, but now it's like, okay, it's been a year now. (laughs) It's been so long. I think the last show I went to was uh, seeing some really cool, like independent artists at at a hotel cafe. And so, you know, they've been posting different things and, you know, yeah, it just brings you back and it, and it kind of makes you sad, but eventually, eventually it will all happen. (laughs) Yeah. And hotel cafe was one that I'd 
heard about so much and I always wanted to go to and then every I was just kind of gearing up to start like going to a lot of those different things like different mm -hmm. performances in the Hollywood area and then everything shut down it's like oh okay eventually one day <laughs> right um so let's let's go back a little bit um how how did you get involved in music and the industry and what really I guess drove you to to make this your career yeah, I mean, as far back as I can remember, I mean, I, I love music, just being a listener. And then my family, you know, just we always bonded over music and just dancing and singing and listening to music. I would always put on shows for them. And, you know, it was always a part of my life. And in junior high, I started writing poetry. So that was kind of where my lyric writing kind of stemmed from. But I was really into that. And in high school, I went on to you know, do some uh, vocal lessons and performed at some community shows, but it wasn't really till after college that I was like, okay, I don't want to jump into a nine to five. I want to get back to this music thing and started to meet some people in the industry and, you know, work with different producers and writers. So it was the first time I was actually songwriting and, you know, recorded for the first time. And I was like, wow, this is, this is awesome. You know, it, it, it really felt like, me like something was lit up inside me I, I felt you know alive when I was doing these things so I knew it was something that you know I wanted to pursue and uh, eventually you know after some time of you know getting to know my voice and kind of my sound you know I developed um, a seven piece band and also uh, you know an acoustic act and started performing live regularly. And then that was a whole nother animal. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is awesome too. And just, you know, connecting with the audience. And that was a whole nother thing. So I was kind of sold right after that. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, I, I, the connecting with your audience thing that, you know, I, I think a lot of people, you know, they go out there, they either just want to perform or, you know, make money or, you know, become like, big rock star right but mm -hmm. I think the ones who are most successful are the ones that really you know focus on their audience right and connect with them and what's been interesting is watching people um, since the pandemic since they can't get out in person just seeing the ways that people are uh, you know connecting with them through maybe like Patreon or Instagram and DMs and all that mm -hmm. and I'm so curious like so how how have you been able to, to keep that, like stay connected with your audience right now? Well, yeah, I mean, everybody's online a lot more, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's almost more visibility. And I just had to make sure that I was still active on my socials and, you know, popping on, just, you know, letting them into, you know, a day in my life or, you know, random fun things happening, different creative things I was doing, even if it wasn't music, like, for instance, during the pandemic, I basically sold a lot of stuff in my apartment and bought all new stuff. So I like redid my whole place. <laughs> um, so that was kind of a creative outlet. Um, but, you know, yeah, just letting in on kind of currently what I'm what I was doing and different things and just also talking about the new music that I was creating. So just staying active. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you, you mentioned your, your new release and um, that came out just recently, right? Within the last week. Yeah. On Thursday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so what was that like for you? I know you said, you know, you connect with your audience, but you know, it's such a different process right now to record and put all that together and then 
do a release because typically releases you go have a show and you you know you perform or you have ways to to let it out in person um, what was that process like for you putting that release and then the upcoming release together um you know did, were you going into a studio or were you making it work online how what was that process like for you yeah so it was a long process <laughs> um we started, so the producer and I, Daniel Luttrell, we, um, we had worked together a few years back and, you know, he told me he was going to be moving back to Los Angeles and, and wanted to work together again. And so before he moved, he ended up sending me some different production ideas and I was letting him know what kind of direction and style I wanted to do. So that kind of started up. And then um, he eventually moved. This is pre-pandemic. And so we were actually able to get into the studio and start creating and producing and coming up with melodies and themes. And we had a couple writing sessions at my house. And then all of a sudden it was the pandemic. So everything was completely halted. Um, so it was a few months there where, yeah, we just had to put it on hold. Uh, we reconnected and we decided what we could do was you know, bring on the musicians that we wanted to play on these records uh, virtually. So, you know, <clears throat> we hired uh, an amazing, sorry, that's my dog. I knew she was going to appear at some point here. <laughs> um, that's my dog, honey. <laughs> uh, so uh, we hired, you know, a drummer and a bass player and a guitarist. And so he was able to coordinate with them online, you know, to play specific uh, parts. And so we were able to at least accomplish that until things started opening back up. And, you know, when they did, we were able to get in the studio and I recorded, uh, you know, the final vocals at playback in Lake Balboa. And then it went into the mixing and the mastering. So um, we were still able to get it done. It just took longer, but I will say that, you know, Something that came out of that was, you know, we were able to kind of go back, really listen, see if there were any lyrics that needed to be changed, see if any production shifts, you know, because we did have all that time. It, it wasn't a rush. So I think it ended up, uh, you know, being fine. We just had to be patient and, you know, we love the songs. So, yeah, were they originally scheduled for last year and then you had to push them back or was this kind of always the plan to have them come out now? Uh, no, I had planned to release them, you know, last year, but once, you know, everything kind of happened, it, it just was an automatic, yeah. okay, we're not, we're not setting a date on this because we don't yeah. know what's going on. <laughs> so at this point, we're going with the flow and staying in contact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people too, they, you know, it, it just didn't feel right, you know, and I don't know if that was the same case with you, but I've, I've, heard of a lot of artists and I've actually talked to a lot of artists who just said, you know, it just didn't feel right at the time because of all of what was going on. And it, it was, I mean, 2020 was a crazy year and, you know, our industry really was shook, right? Like it's, it's oh, been yeah. completely different for pretty much everybody. I mean, I work in print publishing and, you know, that whole industry at first we were just like, you know, do people even want physical books anymore, <laughs> you know, or we have to put everything up online and PDFs because, you know, we focus on education and all the teachers wanted, you know, digital. They didn't want, you know, physical um, book at first, you know, but we've, we've seen that come back, but which, you know, I'm sure every part of the industry will eventually. And I don't know, it was just crazy to see, you know, how, how impacted our industry was, right? It's, 
Yeah. You, know, you, you think it's about when like Napster and Spotify came out and it's like, oh yeah, you know, that was, that was the big deal then. And now it's like, now we can't really do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People are finding ways and, you know, yeah. um, doing their best and pivoting and, you know, it was a big pause, you know, everything was put on yeah. pause for a while, but you know, but, you know, you mentioned it was time for reflection too. And you were able to take that time to look back at your work and see what you wanted to change and what felt right and what didn't. And I think that's a a big thing too, about, you know, what we went through last year is for a lot of us, it's, you know, okay, what am I doing in my career and my life and my, you know, my music and, and all of that. And just how can I move forward with it? Definitely. Yeah. So you've, you mentioned too to me that you've been pursuing opportunities to have your music licensed for TV and film which I think is incredible. It's, it's such a, you know, an amazing way to get yourself out there and to promote your music and your career. What's that process like for you? Um, you know, I know I, I have a lot of listeners who are artists and who are looking to find other avenues of, of releasing their music and sharing it with people. So um, I'm sure that kind of process, you know, would be helpful. Like just, I mean, even just like the basics, like, or, if it's been hard or, you know, all, all of that, what's that been like? Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a goal of mine this year. I would love to, you know, get some of my music and, and TV and film and started with just some research of, okay, how can indie artists get their song, you know, in and, and Google searching and different things and talking to people in my network. But um, I signed up with Taxi um, and, you know, they help independent artists and songwriters get their music to record labels and music supervisors and publishers. And, you know, almost daily they send, you know, different briefs, you know, you know, a client of ours is looking for this and you can either, you know, create according to that and submit, or you can look at your catalog and, oh, this is great. This fits. And, you know, I've submitted um, several songs and I've actually gotten some uh, forwards over the last uh, few months, several of them. So fingers crossed, <laughs> they've forwarded my music to their clients. So we'll see. Um, uh, but, you know, not, you know, putting all eggs in the bat- one basket either. It's kind of, uh, you know, reaching out to my network and, you know, some people that I know have direct uh, contacts with music supervisors or they have a publishing deal and, you know, they may need um, a singer, you know, to come on their song and or a co-write, you know, so really kind of putting yourself out there for different avenues would be my suggestion. And like going to your personal network, doing your research. I'm still doing research to see uh, about, you know, other ways that I can get involved. And um, there's a lot of webinars out there right now. So research, research, research. <laughs> um yeah, I guess I have a couple points with that. So you mentioned taxi and I think last year, didn't they, ha- I think they had a convention last year. Um, they do. I, I, yeah. So I guess things like that too are helpful. Did you attend that? I did. Yeah. So, and it was really cool and you, they have different classes on, you know, different things that you can learn, uh, you know, about marketing and royalties and music business and different networking opportunities. And I thought it was really cool. And this year they pivoted to a virtual uh, conference, which wasn't the same, you know, <laughs> you know it, it, it just wasn't, but there was still classes that you can attend on there. And there was some networking rooms. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it wasn't the same as in person, but 
But either way, you know, it's a great resource and a great way to try to get your foot in the door. Yeah, I had heard about it through, um, I went to Cal State Northridge for a music industry grad program and I heard about it through there. Um, but at that time I had so much going on that I, I couldn't attend it. But, you know, things like that, just conventions and online on videos, you know, courses are a great resource, but you also had mentioned too, networking. And I think that part of it is key, you know, who within your network, mm -hmm. uh, you know, know somebody or who can help you and just leveraging that. And, you know, I think that's the biggest piece of our industry. And it's, for me, it was the hardest part <laughs> to, <laughs> to really, um, you know, I'm such an introvert and a shy person that for me, the, you know, networking at the time, like years ago meant like walking up to somebody and talking to them. Right. And right. like, I'm like, I, I, I can't do that as an introvert. Right. Like I, I'm the person who will walk into a room and I'll sit back and observe, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think it got easier as time went on. And I'm just curious for you, what, what's that networking mean like for you? Are you an introvert, extrovert? How, you know, how, how do you leverage your, your network and, and, you know, with your, I guess, your personality type? So I am an extrovert. So I do, you know, love meeting new people and, and getting in a room with people. And obviously, since that's not really happening right now, and it's all switched to virtual, I haven't stopped that networking. Um, NARA is another um, organization that brings people together um, who do music and also, you know, for TV and film. And I recently attended one of their Sunday virtual brunches. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was cool. I mean, everyone introduced themselves, talked about what they were working on, maybe who they needed to, you know, to collaborate on something with. And we all exchanged contact information. So I plan on, you know, following up with that. So, you know, just because we can't get out and be at shows or, you know, typical conventions right now, there are still things out there that we can do virtually and connect. People are still they're still doing music and they still want to connect. And um, so it's, it's just really kind of signing up for those things and, and looking for them. You know, ASCAP is another great resource. Um, so whatever performance royalty, uh, you know, PRO that you're signed up with, BMI, ASCAP, there's always, you know, different links for resources, um, workshops, uh, things like that. So I always check in and see what they have going on as well. Yeah, and I think, at least for me, I mean, like I said, it did get easier to network in person, but I think for a lot of introverts like myself, networking online has been amazing, you know, whether it's through LinkedIn or through different Facebook groups, connecting with people. And, you know, I've actually had where I've, I've met people online, they become podcast guests, and then I've met them in person. And I think that's like, it's such a cool connection when you, when you make, or cool feeling when you make that kind of connection, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, but, but yeah, no, networking, it's, it's one of those words I just, when I was in college and grad school, it's like, oh, do I have to? But I've, I've kind of like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen, you know, how, how it can impact your business and your career. And uh, NAM, uh, which is uh, National Association of Music Merchants, is actually happening next week. And it's usually like, this massive convent or um, trade show mm -hmm. in Anaheim. And I, I actually worked it last year and loved it. It was amazing. It was, you know, I, like I said, for my introverted self, it was 
it was so much fun. And I, I love meeting people and women in the industry and, and whatnot. And this year they actually shifted online too, obviously, because you can't have anything in California right now, right. but it's, they actually implemented a whole networking portion to it, which oh, cool. is really cool. Um, so I've been meeting people through this networking platform that they have online. I think it's through, it's through a platform called swap card. Okay. But it's really cool. So you can like message people, you can connect with them. Um, I've had some people reach out to me about different things. So it's, it's really cool. And just, you know, finding whether, whether it's an association like that or ASCAP or just finding, you know, a little networking group online through Facebook, I think, um, you know, just connecting with people, making those genuine connections. Mm -hmm. And then you can see where it will take you with your music, right. To, to be in film or TV or, you know, whatever your, your aspirations are. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. And everyone has their own network, right? So, yeah. you know, you meeting someone else brings you into a whole nother thing. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess shifting a little bit. Um, so you had mentioned too that you, you've held a full-time job while pursuing your music career as, you know, a lot of us do. I have my full-time job outside of the podcast and the business. <laughs> um, how, how have you been able to, to balance that, to be, you know, working full time and then spending time in your music, doing your networking and, and getting out there, especially now that you're, you know, especially doing the, the pitches for your music to be in film and TV and all of that? Well, it's definitely not easy, <laughs> I will say, you know, um, but I feel like when you're passionate about something, you're going to make time for it no matter what. So you know, I have my full-time job, you know, that I'm grateful for. And it also allows me to fund, uh, you know, my music projects and things I'm working on, you know, studio sessions and musicians and mixing and mastering. And so, um, you know, I'm able to funnel that money into that. And uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. But I think it, it really comes down to being pretty disciplined. You know, you have to say no to some things. You know, a lot of times I've had to say no to some social events or whatever, because it's like, nope, I need to work on my music today. I have this day off. This needs to be dedicated to music. And you might have friends calling you or let's do this or, you know, that pre-pandemic, of course. <laughs> but, um, you know, and had to be kind of like, nope, I'm dedicating. I'm doing this. So just real, you know, discipline. And it being such an important part and, and such a, a huge passion in my life that no matter what, I'm, I'm going to make time for it. And I just have that mentality and I have that focus. Yeah, that's important. And I, you know, I've noticed that too, with my, my shift in my living situation, it's like, no, this is my time to work on my business. Now I can't, <laughs> I can't, you know, go out or I can't go watch that movie with you. I'm staying with my dad right now, um, helping him out with a few things. So it's like, nope this is, I got to work on this. <laughs> well, and it's easier um, now because none of us can go out and do anything. So, true. so, yeah. so now I'm, it's, yeah. it's actually been pretty great. Like my weekends are like, I don't have those distractions right it's now. Simply <laughs> music. <laughs> Although I have had a lot of zoom calls with people. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, we also need but a social life. Come that's on. true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah. I mean, it, it, for me too, it's, it's been saying no to things, right? Like I realized in November how much I took on, you know, my full-time job and the business and the podcast. And it's like, and then I was moving. So I added an extra layer on top of all of that. A lot. And it's like, now, now I sit back, I'm like, okay, I should have said no to that. And I should have said no to that. But you know, you, you learn, you make mistakes. You and I, 
I never call it a failure. It's unless I like completely give up on it, but it, it was, we, we learn our lessons and, you know, as long as you don't get so burnt out that you're not able to do anything. <laughs> so, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. And it's, it's important to take care of yourself too. And, and really prioritize, I think what matters most. Right. So definitely self-care is, is huge for me too. I mean, you know, when spas were open, I monthly, I would get like a deep tissue massage or a facial. <laughs> it was like my time was kind of like, okay, you know, like reward myself for, you know, the hard work that I'm putting in. And that's, and that's so important um, to still do that now and just take that um, time to just do something you enjoy. And it's very important. Yeah, no, I, I was the same way. I, I went for massages. Um, <laughs> I did my workouts, my yoga. And oh, yeah. I think that was where, you know, I, I kind of struggled because it's like, okay, now I have all this extra time because I'm not going to the gym three days a week. I'm not, you know. <laughs> I'm not going out. I'm staying home. I don't have the commute. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I can do all of this other stuff. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. You know, so it's got to schedule it in it's now. Positive. It's been yeah. positive in some ways, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, I, and I think too, a lot of people, it was a lot of people grew businesses. They started freelance careers. They started, figured out what they wanted in life and, and went for it. So, you know, as hard as it is, and I, you know, I've, I've, a lot of people I know have been personally affected by it. I think for those of us who haven't, it's been, you know, time to just, you know, reset, right. And, and figure everything out. And yeah, but hopefully 2021 will give us some of that stuff back. But I think a lot of us too, I know for me, I don't know about you, but you know, now we know what we want in life and we're going to really pursue it. Right. And, and be careful of saying yes to things. Um. (laughs) absolutely and then you know with a lot of people um you know and myself included that work switched to work from home so that in itself was just you know a huge change in flexibility and being able to pursue outside projects and and different things um so I I I I personally love the work from home aspect so you know uh, when things open back up I mean we'll see we'll we'll see what happens but I've definitely gotten used to it and I and I love the flexibility yeah, yeah. no it, yeah it, it definitely get up work and then switch from one computer to the other computer <laughs> <laughs> Um, which I think is great actually because it's like this is this and then that is that so it's like a separation right you know (laughs) yeah and I actually separated so I had my desk was in my bedroom so it's in an apartment and so I I kept that was okay that's the workspace that's the full-time job that desk that computer that monitor is just (laughs) for that and then my other my personal computer for you know my business and the podcast I would take it and I'd go into the kitchen and I'd go to the kitchen table. Cause that was like, okay, now this is this space. <laughs> right. And it shifts your mind because it's different. It it's two totally different things, <laughs> you know? So it helps you orientate that. I think those things are important. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, you know, we're so used to having that break in the middle where you, okay, you're driving or you're taking public transportation or however you get to, to and from work. Right. And that was kind of like our break, right. From staring at a computer and, you know, doing, doing work. And, you know, for me, I had to put a separation in there. Like I say, okay, after work, I go and I read a chapter of a book or, you know, I listen to a podcast or I listen to 
a couple songs or just that you shifting your your mind right so you like you know you mentioned shifting from space to space and just shifting your mind and actually I've been reading um high performance habits by uh Brendan Burchard okay and one of the things he says is uh you know in between each like transition just to stop close your eyes and take you know take some deep breaths right Mm-hmm. And he, I can't remember what it is. I'll have to look it up, but there was a phrase that he says in between each. Oh. And I was like, I, I'm going to try that. Right. So now in between each transition, whether it's from, you know, work to, um, you know, a break or work to, um, being done for the day and working on something else, just pausing. Right. And I think that's really what it is, whether you repeat the phrase or not, it's just taking that pause. Right. And I think for us creatives, that's, so helpful to just shift, you know, from, especially if you have a job that's, you know, totally different than a, you know, not a creative job. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, there's, there's some creativity aspects to, to my job, but yeah, it's different. It's not in music. <laughs> so, it, so, so it is different, but I agree on kind of taking that, uh, taking that beat, you know, for me, usually it's walking my dog, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, let's get out. Let's get outside. I have a beautiful neighborhood. I'm like, let's walk around. I'm just like, no phone, no computer. Let's just, you know, be in nature and, and take that walk. And that's kind of what I've been doing. And I've also been doing some meditation, um, which I think really helps, you know, we get into this, that hustle bustle mentality. And sometimes I'm just so like tightly wound that I'm like, okay, I need to like, just chill out for a second. And then I can like look up some meditation or, or something. And it kind of brings me back down, you know? (laughs) So I I think those practices are important too. Yeah, definitely. I love um, meditation. I did it for consistently for a while and then got out of the habit, but I'm trying to get back into it now. And it just, I do it in the morning and it just, it helps prep for the day. Yeah, best. yeah I hear actually right when you wake up in the morning it is, is kind of just like before anything else, before looking at your phone, before doing anything else is just meditate and visualize yeah. <laughs> and really just kind of already set yourself up for success. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I do it in the morning and sometimes at night to get my mind off things so I can sleep, but right. um, it's so important to just take care of yourself and to release that energy and um, especially when you're working full time and running your own career and, and all that. Um, have you outsourced anything? Like, I know you, you probably work with, uh, you know, producers and whatnot, but is there anything that you've, you've been able to kind of hand off to someone else while you're doing all this other stuff, creative and working full time? I mean, just uh, recently I um, signed up with B squared management. They're um, amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really, yeah, I'm loving it so far. Um, so, you know, they've been able to start some outreach, you know, for me for promotions and press and, you know, um, so really looking forward to, to seeing the outcomes of that. Um, but prior to that, um, I was pretty much doing everything on my own as far as booking shows and promoting and, and it's, it's just, it's really tough <laughs> to do all that on your own. It's like the business mind of it. And then you've got the creative mind and it's different, but I feel like all independent artists need to know that that's kind of what comes with it. It's not just the fun singing and songwriting, which is also work, but it's fun work. Right. But right. then there's like 
the other side of, of really like, you know, signing up with a distribution company and then um, knowing how to collect on all your different royalties. Like I spoke about signing up with ASCAP, but that's just, you know, one organization, um, you know, in addition to that, uh, you should sign up with Harry Fox, Music uh, Reports, Sound Exchange. Those are different ways to collect mechanical royalties and artists and sound recording royalties. And, and these are things that I didn't know right off the bat, but I had to do the research myself, you know, and, and figure it out. And it's free to sign up and it's, and you don't want to leave that money on the table. And those are things typically that, you know, maybe a publishing company would do for you or a manager, but if you're an independent artist, you need to make sure that, you know, you're doing that stuff as well. So um, it's a lot of work and, you know, but, but it is part of it. Um, and you kind of just get used to it. And once, once you figure it out and once you know, oh, okay, that's what I need to do, then you're just kind of in a flow with it. Just like with anything else. Um, it's just part of it, it just becomes part of it for you. So, yeah. Yeah. No, and I think that's, that's a smart business decision to, you know, find somebody to at least help you with part of it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I, especially when we're working full time, it's, it's a lot to handle. And, you know, if you have, if you have, you know, the resources to, to be able to do that, to find somebody who can even just manage your bank account, right. Like, or, or just do, you know, like you said, just do the outreach for you. Um, and especially if maybe that's not your specialty, right. You, you, you know, if there's something I think in your career that you're like, okay, I know how to do it, but I'm not great at it. And I want it done right. Let me find somebody who can do it for me. Um, Exactly. And it comes back to everyone has their own networks. It's like, you know, working with these for management, they have their own network of already all these people that they, you know, and they know where your music would fit, you know, or, or who you should, you know, reach out to and, and things like that. So that's just another, another way of, you know, utilizing relationships and, um, kind of having yeah, exactly work that you don't normally do, or you wouldn't know where to start. Um, I think it is important to, uh, you know, if you can, you have the resources to hire that help. Going back to networking. It's, <laughs> it's so important. Um, one of, one of the things we talk about on the podcast is being a woman in the industry and, you know, how hard it can be to either get your foot in the door and, and get a job or just the different things we experience uh, as women. Have you ever had any, any struggles as a woman in the industry or uh, have you been able to find like a great support network to, to help you out? Yeah. So, you know, just, just thinking back, I mean, there, there really isn't anything that stands out to me that, you know, I experienced any resistance, you know, from being a woman. In fact, you know, when I was booking all my shows, it was quite the opposite. It felt like since there were so many bands, you know, with guys, you know, as a lead singers, and uh, there was so much of that out there that I felt that they, you know, a lot of talent bookers that I worked with wanted to bring on, you know, a band that had, you know, a a female lead singer. And um, so, no, I I haven't experienced that um, personally. Um, I would just say that anyone you know, who has experienced that is to, you know, not let that get you down and keep pushing and know who you are and know your worth. And, you know, any, anyone that's going to be, um, you know, blocking opportunities for you because you're a woman or or any other reason isn't somebody that, you know, you want to be working with anyways. And, you know, there will be other opportunities that will come your way as long as you stay focused and, um, 
you know, you work hard um, and you focus your energy on, on, on what you want, more opportunities will come. Yeah, that's great that you haven't really had that because I, I hear it like total opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, but I think I think the tide is really shifting and a lot of people are starting to recognize, you know, some of the inequities in the past and, you know, how can we, how can we help women? How can we support women and, and not even just women, but like minorities, right. And, right. and people who just don't have the same, haven't had the same opportunity in the past. Mm-hmm. And it's been amazing to watch and to watch the support networks grow. Um, you know, I'm part of a couple of different groups that are, are focused on women in the music industry and, and highlighting them and giving them the, the support and like the leadership training, um, you know, to, to further their careers. Um, so it's, it's definitely been an interesting thing to watch. Cause I started this, I started the podcast about two and a half years ago, but I, about three years ago was when I kind of started the idea of it. And, mm-hmm. um, it started with a blog actually. And, just to kind of even just see the difference from then to now is incredible as well. Um, and to hear stories like yours where, you know, you've, you've found that people are looking for, you know, female singers and bands that are female fronted and, and, and to watch, you know, even festival lineups start to change. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's definitely been an interesting thing to watch over the last couple of years and just to see the progress that, that we're making. Yeah. And it's great. You know, that you're, you can hear the different perspectives because everyone's journey is different and everyone's, ex, you know, experienced something, you know, different. Um, so it's great just to even hear that, you know, you're hearing a lot of, maybe you were hearing one thing before and now that's totally shifted and that's just awesome, you know, um, because there, there shouldn't be those, you know, that resistance being placed on, on anyone. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, the industry is hard enough as it is to get your foot in the door. (laughs) Exactly. We don't need an extra barrier. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, but I mean, just, just watching the rise of, you know, some of these groups um, that are focused on, on helping women. I'm, I'm part of one in music products industry called SWIM, Smart Women in Music. Um, And just the support they give and the leadership training and they always do, well, when we have NAM in person, um, they do like a scholarship uh, for women to attend. So, um, you know, if you're, if you've never attended before and your company doesn't typically go, they'll help you, um, you know, attend and, and meet people and make those, make those connections. Um, And then there's some Facebook groups that I'm part of too, women in the industry. And it's, it's awesome to see the connections and collaborations there. Um, You know, as people grow their businesses or grow their music careers. So it's pretty cool to watch. Yeah, you'll have to send me some of those group links. Maybe I'll join one. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll put them in the show notes too. Um, the the one um, that uh, the biggest one that I, I'm thinking of is called Music Biz Besties, um, and they're they're a pretty pretty large group on Facebook. So yeah, I'll I'll put that in the show notes and I'll send that over to you as well. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, kind of wrapping up here, coming coming to the end. Um, you know, we talked about um, your releases that are upcoming. Is there anything else um, that you're looking forward to in the future? Any any projects coming up um, that you can share with us at this point? 
Yeah, so um, I mentioned, you know, I'm getting ready for some virtual performances. So that's definitely in the near future. And then probably come March, um, going to start, you know, creating again some original music. I just, I think it's important to, you know, continue. I'll be working with um, a different producer and uh, which I just think is is really important to work with different people as much as it is important to work with people that you gel and jive with, um, just to kind of, you know, continue to grow and maybe see things in a different way, um, you know, getting a, in a different writing room, different ideas, different perspectives. So I'm really looking forward to that um, come this March and maybe working on a couple, couple new songs, maybe even experimenting with a slightly different genre. <laughs> Um, keep things kind of interesting and, and exciting. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's my plan. I, I love, I actually just mentioned this, I think on the last episode of the podcast, I love when artists dip their toes in other genres. And like you said, it's interesting, right? And I love just to hear, you know, you still have your, your same sound, but you've added something different to it. And awesome. so I'll be excited to hear that, um, that coming from you, uh, and, and what, what genre you decide to, to do. Yeah. I have an idea. I'm thinking of like an alternative R&B. So okay. typically like, you know, my stuff is, is, well, this is, I've actually coined this recently. It's like, it, you know, explaining, you know, my genre to somebody who's maybe never heard of me. I say it's, it's sexy pop with the nineties R&B, but R&B vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I wouldn't be stretching like too, too far, but um, I don't know. I, I, I've been listening to some alternative R&B and um, just some other collaborators of mine that I know that have been doing that. And I think it's really interesting. So I might try it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested to hear that for sure. And last couple of questions here. Do you have any resources? And you mentioned ASCAP, but any, any resources you recommend for other women looking to start their career as an artist and, and get into some of the different areas that you've been pivoting to? Yeah, I would just say, um, you know, Google searching uh, different things for maybe the communities that you're in and and different um, networks that are meeting up. Um, I mentioned NARUP, ASCAP, also Taxi, if you're looking to um, do any licensing. Uh, Off the top of my head, that's, I think those are it right now but yeah I mean most importantly like we we keep coming back to is the networking and also you know when you start talking with other people um, you know you find out about different things and and different opportunities and uh, google searching yourself and and trying to research and and getting on these online platforms as well as if you know if you're trying to put together a band or uh, work with a musician, um, kind of an oldie but a goodie is band mix. Um, <laughs> I found different people on there when I was, uh, you know, putting together my band back when I had it. And I believe that's actually where I, I met my guitarist <laughs> that we were gonna be working on stuff. So band mix is, is a good one to find local musicians in your area. Um, if you're looking to do any um, virtual or live shows. Okay, I haven't heard of that before. So I'm just checking it out right now, actually. I'll, uh, I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Um, there was one I came across, Jam Card. Um, it's very similar, I think. It's where you can find people, um, uh, find professionals. So it wouldn't be just musicians, but it would be all professionals, whether you're a musician or producer or, um, you know, and really anything in the music industry. So it's another, I think, 
want to say is it Quincy Jones oh wow invested in it I think um but yeah I just came across that actually this morning um through through Nam so again another connection <laughs> yeah there's also if if you're looking for um writers or producers or, or just you know hired musicians and things Toonly I don't know if you've ever heard of that it sounds um, familiar. Lee is another one. And then um, recently heard of Sound Better. <laughs> uh, you know, that could be another place where you can find collaborators. Yeah, this, there's so much with, you know, I think with everybody too being home and, you know, like we mentioned, not being able to network in person, there's been a lot of cool websites and groups and apps that have come out of this to, to connect people with each other. So I'll, uh, I'll definitely link to all those in the show notes so everybody can check them out. And, oh, and correction, sorry, it's Toondly. <laughs> Toondly <laughs> with a D. Yeah, sorry about that. I looked it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll link to that one as well in the show notes. Do you have any favorite books or podcasts or musicians that inspire you and your work? I would say um, as far as podcasts, I really enjoy um, Oprah's Super Soul Conversations. I don't know if you've ever listened, but... Um, you know, she has spiritual leaders and authors and recording artists, um, on, and they're all, you know, basically talking about, you know, it's very inspiring, positive change, basically. Um, they're offering different perspectives on, um, spiritual practices or just talking about their experiences. And I've, I've found them to be very interesting. I have heard of it. I, I think, and I had another guest mention it too. I just haven't had the chance to listen to it yet. <laughs> but and I haven't okay. listened in a while. Like you talked about like mm-hmm. taking the commute out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's like, that's when I would listen to podcasts. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, oh, I need to kind of bring that back in somehow. <laughs> yeah. I've, I found um, when I'm doing work that doesn't like require a lot of thought. So in my full-time job, I do a lot of like data entry. And I don't really need to think. I just need to read from the screen and you know type it into another screen. Um, that's when I find I can really listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also uh, make sure I take my walks um, every day. So I listen when I'm walking, um, and it's a it's a good way to to get those in now that I'm not driving anywhere. Although yeah. I didn't have much of a commute myself anyway. I luckily lived only five minutes from work, and I know in oh, wow. LA that's that's like. <laughs> golden <laughs> yeah that's 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 pretty great did so, you offer <laughs> oh I I thought about it and I thought about getting my bike fixed up so I could bike to work but it just wasn't in the safest area oh right. and with the traffic and whatnot it's like you know I, and plus the two I have to there was no short way to get there I have to like walk around and mm. so it just it just didn't work out um but I wish I could have. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think if I'd lived in like an area like, I don't know, West Hollywood or Hollywood and worked there, it would definitely be walkable. Um, but yeah, I just, I was in, in the San Fernando Valley and it wasn't the safest area. So yeah, yeah I'll just drive my car. <laughs> um, well, this was uh, amazing. I'm so glad we got a chance to talk today, Tiffany. Where can my audience find and connect with you online? Yeah. So of course, always my website, tiffanysayers.com. And then on Instagram, I'm Tiffany Sayers. Uh, On Facebook, I'm Tiffany Sayers Music. 
All right, perfect. I'll put all those in the show notes and we'll, we'll link to you so my audience can find you. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com. Subscribe to the podcast and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at the Broken Glass Collective.